Yes, hello, hello. Welcome back. It's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, creator, CEO, and founder of the Cinema Draft Game, here with fan favorite, which is why we gave the applause. Once again, Jay Devlin, wow. tell the people we missed you. The 2017 production budget, it must have gone up. <laughs> it really hasn't. You it have sound effects, like you have, this is amazing. <laughs> Well, no, the, the funny thing is that there's this thing called Google Effects in these Google Hangouts that we use uh, a lot on the, the main podcast, the ones that we post on Wednesdays. And what's sad is that they're they're taking it away. They keep warning us. It's going away April 25th. So I'm about to use the hell out of this sucker. Because we really don't have a production budget. I don't really know how to podcast. We're doing this on Google Hangout and and ripping it for audio so <laughs> i thought you had some of that, coming down i thought you had some of that george lucas money oh <laughs> man you know yeah we was, was you like a, a museum or something man i need to be a curator or something right okay hundred thousand dollars a year just to uh, talk about what i know but what i also know is we've got some really interesting action this weekend in the cinema draft game <clears throat> that's why we're doing the old screen share you won't see my face this week we're just going to do the old screen share and look over some of the more interesting call sheets in the feature presentation and beyond. Let's start with our illustrious guest, Jay Devlin, see what his what his call sheet's up to and give us a strategy behind, you know, what you think might be the winning call sheet to win you some money this weekend. Let's do it, buddy. Let's do All it. All right, well, here we go. A lot of hidden figures, La La Land, Patriots Day, mo monster trucks. Go ahead, you tell us what's, what's going on in that head of yours. Wait, whose call sheet is that? That looks like the nuts. That looks like the Stone Cold perfect answer sheet. Oh, that's my sheet. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Here's the thought behind this. Hidden figures. Boom. Amazing movie. Like, you have every – it hits every target audience out there. Uh, have you seen you know, Hidden Figures? Have you, have you watched it yet? I have not. I'm waiting for Hidden Fences to come out. <laughs> I'm going to see that Obviously, a listener of our podcast on Wednesday. <laughs> yes, we're a, little, we're a little tight about Hidden Fences, but yes. I'm going to go see Hidden Fences first, <laughs> and then I'm going to see the sequel, Hidden Figures. So I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, I just think that's uh, it's got, like, incredible appeal to everybody. Everybody can relate to that movie. It's, a, it's such a good movie. It's so much fun. It's, it, yeah, it just – you saw it, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. Packed House, everyone enjoyed it. I liked it. <clears throat> Talked about some on the, on the, the Wednesday uh, podcast. But, yeah, it's, 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 it's a crowd pleaser. Four quadrant uh, crowd pleaser. Priced way too low. For being honest, still, okay. I'm, the, right, I'm, I'm the cinema draft ombudsman. I love coming on your show and telling you the mistakes <laughs> you've made on your own website. Uh, please, please do. I, I need, I need a, an editor. I need a monitor. <laughs> priced way too low. It's probably going to be, if not the, the the highest grossing movie, the second highest grossing movie, over twenty million. Uh, you can get actors for under ten thousand. So just, there's no reason not to stack it as much as you possibly can. Okay, so you have a five-pack here, including your headliner stack of Taraji P. Henson and Octavia Spencer. So that's a good start. Uh, La La Land, what's going on over here? It's La La Land, man. You're coming off the Golden Globes. Yep. Like the 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 Golden Globes add a buzz, I think, to movies. You know, the middle America, everybody sees the Golden Globes. Like, oh, I mean, even I started watching Goliath on Netflix because I saw the Golden Globes with with the Billy Bob Thornton who won. Okay. So people people see that. So La La Land looked good. Hidden Figures look good on uh, the Golden Globes. La La oh, Land wow. Hidden Figures expanded to 3,286 screens. Wow, that's impressive. Boom. Yeah. La La Land. Everybody knows about it now. If they didn't know before, now they know. If you don't know, now you know. You know? Dot, 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 dot. Uh, <laughs> so Patriots Day. I've been, yes. I've been talking about this movie since Christmas, since our Christmas podcast. 
Finally, it is now expanded into theaters. Mark Wahlberg in all of his glory. Boom. It's going to happen. And the idea behind Monster Trucks, you have the yeah. headliner from Monster Trucks, the, the MacGyver guy on CBS. Here's my theory behind Monster Trucks, Ed. Sheep. There's a <laughs> lot of sheep out there. It's going to be in a lot of theaters. It looks like it's like a stupid movie. It's just stupid. The whole premise of it is stupid. It makes zero sense. It'll probably make $10 million. It's got one of the worst. Yeah, I, I, for your sake, I certainly hope so. It's got one of the worst trailers I might have ever seen. Okay, so just taking a real a quick look at the Box House Mojo Friday AM update from the last night's uh, Thursday night previews, because it seems to be. And I don't know. I don't know when Hollywood made this transition, but it seems like you know, every major release on Friday comes out Thursday night. So it looks like Patriots Day took in you know almost six hundred thousand, five hundred sixty thousand from. Uh, Thursday night previews. Bye bye, bye bye, man. Oh my goodness! Ugh. Right in four hundred thousand. Uh, wow. Who okay. are these people, man? Are you a scary movie guy? Oh, I hate scary movies. They're terrible. You know, I will. I am very interested to see Split because I like In Night Shyamalan. I'm, I'm very much. Oh no, 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 no. That movie. I saw the like. Like I was in a theater and I saw. I was at the theater going to see uh, Office Christmas Party. Okay. And they showed a trailer for that movie, and I couldn't have been more annoyed. If you go to see a comedy, don't show me a fucking trailer of a movie that's going to haunt my dreams. <laughs> the minute and a half of that trailer, I was scared for like five days. I, 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 I took, you know, the first time I saw that trailer, I felt the exact same way. And at first I was like, I ain't going to see that. But the more I learn about this movie, the more intrigued I am. I won't lie. I, I really Enjoy. Lie. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> and actually, it's, and also they mentioned on this thing that, uh, uh, live by night took in 325,000 last night, which is very encouraging because I saw, I literally saw a midnight screening. It started at midnight and there's only like five people. So I was really depressed because I'm like, okay, this is probably not going to do very well. I don't really, I don't even really have it on my call sheet. I didn't mention it as a possible co-star on the shot list during the, the Wednesday podcast. But I, I mean, I saw this movie and I won't lie. This thing has sneaky, hidden, un, I mean, uh, what, what's the, you know, like, DVD classic potential to it. It's a really okay. good movie, and no one's gonna see it. I'm afraid. I'm. It's. I really enjoyed it. I thoroughly. Enjoyed it. It's a. It's for what it is, which is a a a uh, gangster, a historical gangster epic saga, like wow. historical fiction style. Would, it's great. Would break the mold there, Ben Affleck. Would go out on a limb. Historical <laughs> no. mob fiction. Amazing. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, this is the first one that he's directed. I know. I, I mean, it might be a good movie, but like, it, dude, it just feels like a, you know, you know, they say one for me, one for them. The actors <laughs> do that. It feels yeah. like a one for like me, where he's just being self indulgent. Hey, he's always oh, wanted to be a mo- I always <laughs> wanted to play a mobster in the fifties who was in Miami and like wear like zoot suits with a hat and you know have a shotgun under my double breasted suit. Come on. That's pretty much exactly what it is, except <laughs> yeah. Prohibition era, uh, Boston, half of it's in Boston, and the second half or second two thirds is in like Tampa. But it's really, I'm, I was, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I, I absorbed every word. It's for what it is. It, it's really good. You know, you should, you should check it out. I, I don't know if you'll, you'll probably wait till a video, DVD or whatever, download. But I, I enjoyed it. I hope people go see it. I mean, I it's not going to make a ton of money. Hopefully, he made it for for next to nothing because it's not going to make much money. But I enjoyed it. The writing's good. The directing's good. The acting's good. Everyone's committed. I, I really enjoyed it. That That's okay. my take. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I was to live by night. Um, so, here's my call sheet. 
And and kind of like I was advocating on the shot list, I kind of spread it around because I really don't see too big of a front runner. Oh, and also just to just to to warn people again, I I sent out an, e an emergency email last night, and I also posted an emergency blog uh, noting errors in the system, of which this week there are extensive. I did not want to cancel, you know, uh, games two weeks in a row, so we're just having to live with this. So basically, in the system, despite showing correct uh, screen counts for these films we have some of them are off as far as release type and those would be sleepless which is a limited which is actually going to be scored as a limited release at 1803 screens fences which is going to be scored at a limited release at 1342 silence which is going to be scored as a limited release at 750 despite being shown as platform some places uh, live by night which should be shown as which should be scored as a wide release at 2822. Patriots Day, which although listed as platform, will actually be uh, will actually be scored as a wide release at 3120. Why him? Question mark, uh, which is a limited release in 1977. And finally, Moana, which will be scored at a limited release at 1847. So I know we had to make some unorthodox uh, 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 plays to make our call sheets run. But, and hopefully this will be the last weekend of this as we're working to get tools where I can uh, edit better the, the screen counts and release types. But, but, this is, but those are the adjustments. They're posted up on the blog. If you need to check it out, go to our blog at medium.com slash at cinema draft and also check our social media. Sorry about the inconvenience people. So yeah, so my, so my uh, goal behind this was, was to spread the wealth a little bit because according to uh, proboxoffs.com, and I did in our in in the the game day email, I did let out our little secret sauce uh, place that we go to uh, after the fact to kind of get a jump start on some of our projections is Box Office Pro, which is found at pro.boxoffs.com, and they give projections sometimes, a lot of times, often actually they're wildly off, but uh, it seemed that they're predicting what I kind of mentioned, what felt what felt like on the to me on the podcast was to be more of a flat weekend up at the top. So I kind of spread the wealth, you know, as well. I have uh, a three pack of hidden figures, including the headliner stack of Henson and Spencer. I've got a headliner stack of Patriots Day. I've got a headliner stack of La La Land. And I have a headliner stack of the Bye Bye Man. And I, I mostly did that partially. Uh -huh. It was for economics, but also you never know with these damn, you know, horror movies and, and January releases. Like they're not, I mean, they got short shrift, it seemed like on boxhousepro.com, but it seems like that that uh that uh, Thursday night preview uh, hall seems like it, it's it's kind of you know going with me. What do you, what do you think about the potential of the Bye Bye Man? I think horror movies are like the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> like fifty million people buy their albums, but you can't find one person that admits that they bought that album. <laughs> Someone like a little lecture we had recently, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, no, people I don't, don't want to admit openly that they that they like the Bye Bye Man or the Backstreet Boys. I totally I, understand. I well, I love the Backstreet Boys personally. The only real boy band ever come out of Tampa is or Orlando is the Backstreet Boys. But oh, I, I don't know <laughs> one person that likes horror movies. I literally don't. But these movies crush. They do. They really and do. and every actor I know in Hollywood, all they want to do is make horror movies. Like, so, so real life actors you know in Hollywood want to make horror movies. Why is that's, that? That's all. I have no idea. That's a genre that sells apparently. 
because I was once a, a real life, not so working actor, at least that was on my resume. And I, I mean, I would say I had, I had no desire to be in a horror movie. I just want to get you know, cast in anything. But it's interesting. I'd never, I'd never heard that back then. Maybe trends have changed over 20 years. It's been a while since I've been out there. But uh, movies it, sell, man. They sell. People like them. But, but yeah. I don't know a single person that likes them. But, but God bless it. <laughs> Uh, you want to ask me the potential of that movie? I have yeah, no idea. Think? It could make five dollars. It could make fifty million. I, like I'm not going to see it. So this goes back to our original thesis of the game that you created was, hey, sometimes you just like the roster movies you want to see. So yeah. I will. I will literally probably never roster a horror movie. Mm. Ever. Unless it's unless it's October, October, or, or especially late fall. I mean, you almost have to have a horror movie on your state because that's the, you know September is usually a dumping ground for studios, and that's when a lot of horror movies tend to come out because of Halloween upcoming and stuff like that too. So. Eduardo, is, was Boo Medea a horror movie? No. <laughs> I, I bet the I, script was. <laughs> I, yeah, it was. I rostered that one. That's probably the only quote unquote horror movie I would ever roster. Unless <laughs> Tyler Perry is making this horror movie, I'm out. Yeah, Tyler Perry is a horror movie. Uh, anyways, that's a, that's really the podcast. Oh man, sometimes I get really good ideas for podcasts in the middle of podcasts. Does that happen to you on your podcast? Uh, that was too deep for me this early in the morning. So it's like I, I went inception level on podcasting. Uh, oh, gee, nice part of the tripod from this early for earlier this week. Uh, I'm not sure you had a chance to check out our tripod. On Wednesday, we had a good time. We discussed oh. the Golden Globes, and whatnot. But um, uh, yeah, so he, without looking at his call sheet, I want to have sex with at least four people on his call sheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure Michael Beach and, and The Rock appreciate your overtures. And the weird, <laughs> the, the weird part about it is The Rock is one of the people. <laughs> That's the strange part about it. I love it. Well, Janelle hey. Monet, who makes anyone's list, especially yeah. hidden figures, in the immortal words of Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. It's Hollywood. Everybody's gay once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Janelle Monet, who I'm sure has turned many a straight woman gay, uh, is on Hidden Figures. That's this is, this is an interesting kind of disparate. Pretty much like a first or second attempt at a call sheet by G Nice. I'm just happy to have you in the game. Uh, why don't you break down where his call sheet might go right and where it might go wrong? Um, live by night. It's like that's pricey, dude. I mean, it's platform. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's got to go big. Well, well actually, well, actually it, it, it's, it's listed as platform, but as I mentioned, we because of its screen count, we will score it as a wide release. So, all right. So I think that's just it's too pricey. Yeah, it's I, not, I agree. It's not going to do what Hidden Figures is going to do. You're getting Hidden Figures value at ten thousand, probably a twenty million dollar movie. Whereas Live by Night, I have no idea what it's going to do, but there's no way it's going to do ten. Yeah, it's overvalued, exactly. And I, yeah. I struggled with the pricing a little bit. I, st- I still figured because all the, the marketing that's out there about Ben Affleck, his name, his, his name as a director, et cetera, it might do well. But like I said, five people at midnight, which isn't a huge barometer of anything. I mean, I'm, I'm concerned for its opening weekend future. <laughs> that being said, any call sheet with Kate Beckinsale, I'm in. Oh, okay. I, I'm just all in. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've never seen one version of the 55 Underworld movies, but... You know, I love Serendipity. <laughs> Great movie with John Cusack. Oh, yeah, I remember Serendipity. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, I like Pearl Harbor. She has the Pearl Harbor connection with uh, is ben, Affleck ben Affleck and Kate Beckinsale. There you go. She just needs a little uh, Josh Hartnett in there, and she's, you know, this is the, this is the winning lineup. 
<laughs> well, well, this is a, this is a valiant first attempt. It is uh, stocked up mostly with uh, with name actors, which you know doesn't always necessarily work out for call sheets in our game. But you know we appreciate the attempt, G Nice. You know, like to see, and it's, it's pretty diverse too. You got his boy P Peter Berg, who he gushed over, McAllister alum apparently on our podcast on Wednesday. He's got uh, some Sleepless, which is not going to do what we think it's going to do. <laughs> Although I might go check it out today uh, as my second movie, not my first movie. Um, and at least he, but he has some hidden figures, so he's got some potential. He probably needs to get a few more uh, headliners in if he could squeeze in. He had a little leftover money. He probably could have gotten a hidden figures headliner. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, a, a valiant first attempt, G-Nice. Glad to see yeah. you in there. But let's go to the, let me, the let me third. Ask you a quick, let me ask you a quick question. Yes, what please. is the motivation? For Jamie Foxx to do Sleepless, like, oh man, what point? Did, like, why does he pick that script up now in his life and say, "Dude, well, I really want to do this movie." After all the great movies he's done, like the great art movies, the great like, like Deep Dive, Daniel Day Lewis, method acting, like just great works of art, and he's gonna do this weird movie in Vegas where he's a cop and his kid got. Is this his training day? I, like, explain this. To me. <laughs> Well, okay, so I will say this. So the writer of Sleepless is Andrea Burloff. Now she wrote uh, she she wrote straight out of Compton. So maybe he got a really good version of the script. That's all I can think of. It got, quite honestly, uh, that and and also if you look at his his IMDb, which we're going over right now, um, real quick. He's he's had a bit of a, a a bit of a creative hiatus. There's like a three year gap between creative hiatus between sleep. Yeah. Between Sleepless and, and Annie, and we all know, and, and if you want to, and, and honestly, if you want to say, like, if you want to truly apply creative hiatus, he probably hasn't had, like, anything good to do since, I don't know, Django. And so I'm now we're talking, like... White you know, Famous, the TV movie pre-production, is going to be straight fire, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> now you curious. Now, now I'm doing Oh, but you know what? Director is Tim Story. So this might actually be kind of fun. And it's, Tom Capitos, that's your boy from uh, Californication. That's right. A TV movie, though. Like, wh who makes TV movies? Is this like an after school uh, special? What are we doing? Like, oh, but look, look, look. Is this the still? This cannot be the still. Oh, this is still from Baby Driver. You know what? I don't know. He, he actually, I, I mean, totally speculating. I think he took a few years off for love. You know, he famously fell for Tom Cruise's ex-wife, Katie Holmes. They're off, you know, building their, their little life together. So he probably took a few years off to be a father. He sees this, this, this script by Andrea Burloff. He sees that he's getting older. He's like, what, 40, 67, so mm, 45? I'm bad at math. Oh, no, that's 50. 50. That's, that's 50. Yeah. That's, wow. That's, you know what? Black don't crack. More power to you, Jamie Foxx. And so he's like, I'm, I'm turning 50 soon. I'm only going to have these abs and physique but for so long, even with Hollywood money. So he's, he figures he's gonna squeeze in one last, a couple last action films: Sleepless, Robin Hood. He's Little John. That's gonna be have a lot of action, I'm sure. Wow, so. that's a weird one too. Like he's not. If you're in Robin Hood and you're Little John, you're about like fourth on the depth chart. <laughs> oh, after Will Scarlet and Sheriff Nottingham. Okay, that that makes sense. Ben Mendelsohn, Sheriff, yeah. no, Sheriff Nottingham. Oh, that's this is really well. This is a really interesting cast. I'm very interested in this movie. I'm very interested. Eve Hewson, awesome on the Nick, gorgeous. Oh man, yeah, I'm I'm very interested in that movie. Anyways, we're getting we're going we, going we, off into we what do I do a whole pod on Jamie Foxx life story, like his whole story about where he's come from to where he is now and the movies he's done. Interesting choices, very interesting. very very interesting super, choices. Multi talented, super. Yeah, I mean, everything he does. I mean, doesn't he have a Grammy too? Like, I mean, he's he's the real deal. I would he's argue this: he is one of the top five most talented people in entertainment today. Hmm. 
I, you know what? That that that's a podcast. That you know that might be your next yeah. podcast. Come on with us next week, <laughs> so we can record that sucker. <laughs> I like that. Top five most talented entertainers today. I like it. Once uh, again, going exception level on this pod. We're making yeah, it more you positive. You can't name four people that do more than he does. Wow, that's you know I'm, I'm writing this down before I forget. That's that's that's, that's a very fascinating top five most most uh, talented entertainers. most talented entertainers across every medium, every genre. Every everything. Every time you see that guy anywhere, you're transfixed on it. Whether he's singing, uh, acting, or just even talking. Like I, I've heard that guy on amazing podcasts before. Uh, he was on the Tim Ferriss podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, the motivational guy. Yeah, it was like oh, a yeah. three-hour podcast, and it passed like that because he was wow. just so fascinating. Anyway, keep now, going. now now you now you, now you got me really wanting to see Sleepers. I'm gonna have to see it today. Damn it. Oh, yeah, that's stuff I want to do today. Okay, so <laughs> so right now we're looking at Cornell Westside. It's our boy, the third part of the tripod, the working black act, working black writer, TM Kevin Garnett. Thanks for being on the tripod on Wednesday, Kevin. Uh, and he's been he's been getting better with the game. This is an interesting call sheet. He's got he, he's got uh, Gosling from La La Land, uh, Diego Luna from Rogue One. Uh, he's got the headliner stack from Hidden Figures, headliner stack from Patriots Day. He's got some Bye Bye Man, okay. A headliner stack from Silence, and then Dev Patel from Lion. Hmm. Okay. This this has top. This this might have top five potentially. He's got most of his bases covered. I'm not sure if you really need Rogue One this week, but um, Bye Bye Man is shrewd. And then Silence. We'll just have to see what Silence does. I think it's going to do okay, but I'm I'm very intrigued to see what Silence does. What do you think of this call sheet, J Devon? I have no idea what Silence is. First off, so Scorsese. I'm going to take my hat out of the ring for that one. Yeah, uh, that's Scorsese uh, with uh, his passion project with uh, Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver going to the Far East as like uh, Jesuit priests. All right, let me ask you a question. What project isn't Scorsese's fucking passion project? <laughs> when when has that guy ever want, done one for us? He's on, every, <laughs> every movie well, he's ever done is for himself. Well, allegedly, it took like 10 or 15 years to get to the screen, which is, I mean, even by Hollywood standards, it takes an average of seven years from, from, from you know, concept to screen for most of these projects. Still, 15 years is pretty, is pretty passionate, would you say? Oh, I'm looking at this little uh, on your screen. So it's a movie set in Japan with two white dudes. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. What, what are they, the people are they opening a kookaroo? Like, what, what's going on? Like, uh, <laughs> what's the premise of this movie? You white well, guy I will... in Japan, and uh, I don't know. Is it Mr. Okay. Baseball Part Two? <laughs> well, look, I'm just going with what I know. On on our on our vaunted, you know, per screen average, this thing has been crushing in limited release for the most part. Or, sorry, in platform release, it has done. Oh, maybe it hasn't been crushing. Uh, it it was. Oh, here it is. Uh, Nine thousand per screen on fifty-one screens. So that's that's that's, that's fairly strong. Um, it widens out to seven hundred fifty seven hundred forty-seven screens this weekend. So it will be very interesting to see if you know any momentum carries over. It was ba- essentially sixth in per screen average. You no, know it was number one in per screen average. Uh, Jay Devlin. Talk to me. Talk to me. Patriots Day. Your Whoa. boy. I, I like I like I like his prospects even more. Matter of fact, I'm now I'm, I'm beginning to regret. Uh, not stacking it more. I might have. I think I have like a call yeah. sheet on in the gaffer or something where I went a little little bigger on Patriots Day. But it's 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 poised for a really big weekend now. Now that I think about it, I was five weeks too early on Patriots Day. I bought <laughs> I, I bought Apple stock in 1978, not 1980. I'm just <laughs> always I'm always a little early on things, but it always comes Patriots Day is coming for people. America loves a story that's uplifting. 
about national tragedy unless it's Oliver Stone and Nicolas Cage with 9-11. Totally different. Keep going. This is true. So, so shout out to my godmother, Nadine Harlem. Glad to see you in the game. Welcome back, James Lear. We've got a cash out coming for you pretty soon. Uh, what else? Who else is in here? Matt, he's a stalwart. Appreciate you. Let's take a look at the Roan. He's one of the OGs. He he is a g- good friend of ours. Uh, he's you know fellow uh, semi degen <laughs> likes to mix it up in the in the gambling arts, <clears throat> and he's also one of the OGs from the spreadsheet days. Really appreciate seeing him back. Fairly new daddy. He's about a year into it. So glad you got off baby duty to bless us with your presence. And this is a call sheet, which mm, it's, it's not too bad. He's got the headliner stack of Hidden Figures, headliner stack of Patriots Day, headliner stack of Live by Night, which as pricey as it is, I, I'm, 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 this is my underdog. I'm pulling for Live by Night, damn it. It may not do what we want it to do, but I like that film, damn it. I want this it is it. your underdog call sheet because it has an Indian movie on it. Ah, yes. No, okay, nobody Janu, loves, it, Nobody loves Indian movies like you do. Well, you know what? We were really thin in the platform release category this week. Everything seemed to be bunched up and limited. Like all these wide releases from the Christmas have kind of dropped down, and then uh, several expanding, uh, several small releases expanding to wide release. So we were we were kind of hurting for platform. I was lucky to find even two with Jackie and then OK Janu. And just uh, the mere fact that Jackie's on on double the screens that OK Janu is pretty much leaves me to believe that OK Janu is going to get crushed. But you never know with these Indian movies. Sometimes they come out the box. Sometimes they rally behind these these 200 screen and below you know openers and it, it does business who knows you know aditya roy what's his name aditya roy kapanu kapanu I'm, I'm butchering his name but you know we're pulling I'm for you aditya i'm gonna go to 7-eleven and get a slurpee in honor of that movie later today <laughs> that is a simpsons joke people that is a simpsons joke <laughs> just to be clear is it really <laughs> I love Slurpees. It has nothing to do with Simpsons. I love Slurpees, man. <laughs> Baiting our audience once more. There goes Draft Mom, Clyde Jack. You know, we're just going to take a peek. We're not going to Oh, dra- I, Whatever this lineup is, I love it. It's my favorite lineup. Oh, man. So did, did, you, did, you, did you listen to our uh, Fences podcast, Me and the Draft Mom? I, I missed it, sadly. I'm going to go back archive and, and listen to it. But whatever, look at this. This is perfect. This is the nuts. It's going to win. I wish this lineup all the best. This is, this is actually pretty good, I w- except for the fences stack uh, is is the really dubious part. But you know what? Good job, mom. Glad to see you up in there. Uh, oh, hold on a second. Looks like so. Have these been adjusting? Oh, this is interesting. So it looks like they got the fences one right. Okay, so less work for me then, which is good. Uh, some of the it looks like some of these have adjusted to their correct. Uh, but Patriots stay still off. Anyway, I've got some work to do. Uh, just just know that our usual uh, three three thirty ish. Uh, end time. It'll, it'll uh, the final the final uh, call sheet scoring will will take a little while because I might have to manually score all these call sheets, which is fine for this week. Hopefully, we'll be a little bit more on our game next week. But yeah, so gl- glad to see Mom's got her 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 call sheet in there. Shanna, big shout out to Shanna, part of Mom's Tuesday night knitting group. Love to see her in action. Her and Disney Ray twenty four holding down the Rainier Valley <laughs> knitting group. <laughs> And yeah, so those are more, more promising call sheets this week. Uh, any parting thoughts on the weekend box office day, Jay? Well, speaking of fences, I saw a tweet of yours earlier, maybe a couple days ago, yesterday, about, about property values rising because Amazon is moving in the neighborhood or something. 
Did no, 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 that? no. So, so yeah. So Amazon is is a Seattle born and bred, um, a Seattle born and bred, uh, a company. They're expanding by. They're basically almost. They're almost like adding a third to their workforce. They're promising a hundred thousand new jobs by 2018. 2019. They're building this. Oh, I have this great picture. I meant to. I meant to put up on Instagram when I was home. I saw their their glass biodome or whatever they're building for their headquarters, which has been widely talked about, you know, in, in Seattle papers. It's like Jeff Bezos is building. Like they're redoing their headquarters. It's like this. It's, it's got like these five globes. They're like clear glass. It looks freaky. It looks like a spaceship. It's crazy. But I saw that under construction, so that's gonna be really cool. But yeah, they're they're raised, They're building another hundred thousand. Uh, are they building, they're making another hundred thousand jobs in Seattle. Seattle's already, I wouldn't say Seattle's overcrowded, but house, housing prices have just shot through the roof for the last two or three years because all the Facebook, Microsoft, and Amazon jobs have been popping up. Amazing. In, and, and Google, too, in Seattle. So in mom's house, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally almost a century old. It was built in 1919. It's the middle of the city. It's walking distance transportation. Gentrification all around it, which, which I kept kind of you know poking fun at on Instagram when I was taking my walks when I was home, seeing all these you know white people with Black Lives Matter signs in their yards. And it's just, I mean, it's just shit. I mean, so the, just the news of that means there's going to be less room for people more expensive housing prices so yeah tack on another hundred thousand to your house price mom boom i like it they, they, they want to buy it so they can knock it down and build condos but we won't sell damn it hell no we won't go <laughs> <laughs> oh and, and and also you had like a you said you had like a a take on the the james earl jones version oh. of fences versus denzel washington yeah oh it's not even close i don't know if, if people have seen this on facebook where they put up like james earl jones performance offenses on broadway versus denzel's performance have you seen this oh yeah yeah actually it's I literally, shared my page yeah it's literally not even close well and, here well here's the difference chooses the denzel version is like on crack and just like Oh, it's Denzel. I love no the James Earl Jones version. James Earl Jones version is like it captures you, and the Denzel version. They're like the audience is laughing at a scene that is not laughable. It's insulting. To be well, honest and, it's, and, and that's and to me the, the interesting thing seeing that stage version of Denzel and the movie version of Denzel. It's almost identical, but this is what this is shows you the power of context. Like people came, so when people saw James Earl Jones do it on Broadway in in the version in, in the first part, the side by side they show, or, or the, the 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 comparison. I mean, they treated you know with the it was it was a new play. It was you know it was you know. They were basically yes, James Earl Jones was playing this this great character, but they took it very seriously. And Denzel going, people went to see Denzel. They treated it like it was a party. It, you, it the same exact scene. It should have been treated, you know, with more reverence and respect by the audience. But the audience, it was such a serious scene, and they were there for Denzel. They were kind of awed by his fame, whatever. They took any moment to laugh where they could, which is wrong, and it, and it totally sucks out the power of what that scene should be. But then you see it in the film. And it's and you're like blown away because and you as you know you're seeing it in a very serious manner. It's you know all the all <clears throat> all the accoutrements for a serious scene are there. So that really shows you how much context matters. Your audience, how much your audience matters in live theater. Because there have been times when I'm you know I'm a trained actor and stuff, and there have been times when I've been on stage and something that we didn't think was going to be funny gets a laugh, and you have to kind of pause for the laughter, and it sucks because it takes out the power of your scene. No, uh, agreed. I, I just thought it was just comedy when I saw it. Uh... James Earl Jones, it's funny to say like old school because Denzel is old school. We all love Denzel. Denzel's perfect. He's on Mount Rushmore. Like everything he says is always like right on point. He speaks for a lot of people and he speaks the truth. But in that particular instance, 
he gets absolutely crushed by James yeah. Oldrow. It's it's, it's a, one of the biggest blowouts in the history of life. <laughs> so, uh, so, so if you're on Facebook, people, you know, and you know, might look up the, you know, Denzel James Earl Jones, and I'm sure that the video will pop up, and you know, judge for yourself. But yeah, I, I, I agree. No, I mean, it's, don't it's, judge for yourself. It's the Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals. It's not even close. There's only, and, yeah. there's only two right, there's only two right answers. The right answer and the right answer. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, thanks again, Jay Devlin, taking time out your busy tennis schedule to bless us with your with with the review. Bro, it's been raining in Southern California for two weeks. Oh, so, that's why you're not playing tennis. Yeah, okay. I'm hibernating, man. <laughs> it, it's I'm 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 drinking Slurpees, I'm eating Whole Foods, and I'm watching Goliath on Netflix. Getting up your window. While it rains. Boom. Hey, how is Goliath? That's that's on. I actually have Amazon Prime now, so I'm I'm looking forward to kind of catch up with some of these. these oh, it's shows I seen. It's fantastic. Goliath is. It's it's like it's Billy set Bob in Thornton, Santa Monica, right? set in L.A. It's almost like a film noir in that the acting is great, but they've almost made L.A. part of the the landscape, which I like. Well, I love I love when filmmakers make you know their their setting like an additional character. I love that stuff. Hundred percent. Very good show. It's almost like uh, Eminem in Eight Mile. It's not fair for him to play that character because it's so easy for him to play the the loathsome, down on his luck kind of cocky guy that's just like doesn't care about life. He's just right. too he's too good at that character. But it's it's a <laughs> it's a great show. Highly recommend. And and then real quickly, have you uh, have you seen any of the other pilots during pilot season that they've been touting? Like I watched a uh, Jean Claude Van Johnson. Wait, what? What is that? <laughs> this, this is totally up your alley. So, so look on your Prime thing or whatever. There, they have, um, and I think it's going to series too. Like they're releasing more episodes at the end of this month. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme plays himself uh, in in basically. It's not like a mockumentary or anything. Ba- basically, he's like retired, or whatever, uh, from from movies. But he gets pulled back into movie acting because his alter ego life, which he's also retired from, he gets pulled back into that, and his alter ego life is as Jean-Claude Van Johnson, who's oh basically a hitman. It is extraordinary. It is oh, fun man. and funny. And and you see him trying to do, like, a, there's like a two-minute trailer on Amazon Prime you can check out before you commit to watching the first episode, which is, which is all they have out yet. And it's funny because he's trying to do the splits, but he's like 50, and he can't do the splits no wow. more, and he gets his ass kicked. It's just so funny. It's really funny. I, I will watch that, but I have a question for you that will yes. – the answer that you give will determine whether or not I come back on this show ever again. I think I already know the answer to the question you haven't asked yet, but go ahead. It's Time Cop, but go ahead. Well, Time Cop is fantastic. Who wins in a fight? Steven Seagal or Jean-Claude Van Damme? Oh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's going to take oh, the ponytail, cut it off, beat his fucking ass. Yeah. It's been really great to be on this show. And I well, are you serious? Steven Seagal? Are you kidding me? Jean-Claude Van Damme is more athletic? John, I, mean, he, I mean, Steven Seagal, I mean, so are you talking about in their primes or now? Or, or, it doesn't gonna, matter. Doesn't I'm going to write a letter to the Players' Tribune to oh, my wow. younger self. Never go on the Cinema Draft podcast ever when you become old in your 40s living in California because the guy you do the show with has zero idea who would win in a fight. Steven Seagal oh would choke slam. Oh, my god! But two Jean-Claude Van Damme. Well, I mean, height-wise, it's a, it is a mismatch. If you're talking like reach, sure, it's probably a mismatch. But as far as athleticism, are you serious? Bro, Steven Seagal fights rooms of people. <laughs> Jean Jean Claude Van Damme, who I love, just fights one person at a time. It, it's not even close. It's like Andre the Giant in Princess Bride, when he's like, 
I'm not used to fighting one person. I'm used to fighting crowds. But he would, like, Steven Seagal would figure it out and just take that Frenchman and drown him in a fucking pool of brie. It wouldn't even be close. Uh, well, I'm sure the draft mom will miss you. She she loves the weekly compliments. <laughs> oh, my yeah. oh, wow. You know what? Maybe that's a poll. Um, you know, I, I forgot to put the last poll. Maybe I'll put up this poll. Who would win in a fight? Jean-Claude. We'll let the people decide, damn it. Jean-Claude Van Damme Bro, or Steven Seagal. In sometimes the- you just don't let the people decide. Sometimes you have, to tell, you have to tell the people what the right answer is. That's twice in one podcast, though. Yes. That, now, you, now you sound like a dictator. <laughs> I did. Pol Pot is one of my, my heroes in life. Right. Google him if you don't know who he is, people. Oh, no. We, I know who he is. We're going to end this podcast right now while people have a modicum of affection for Jay Devlin. Thanks a lot. Plug your show. Uh, mostly sports, UBN Radio, iHeartRadio. Google it. I love you. Yeah, all right. Every Tuesday it comes out or it comes out. And yes, love you too, man. Look forward to having you back. You know, even if we have to drag you on here uh, by your by your uh, Steven Seagal loving ponytail. Uh, Sima Draft, tell all your friends, sign up for, and subscribe to the podcast. Leave, leave some comments. We need to get this discovered a little bit more. We're having good stuff on here. Leave some comments, rate it, tell your friends, find us on social media. Good luck to you all who are playing this weekend on your game. And we will, I guess we'll see you on Monday for the recap. Thanks a lot, everybody.